Well, good morning or good evening. If this is Saturday, you know, who knows what day of the week it really is, right? But we're here at church and being here at church right before everything starts, it is the perfect time for church announcements. Uh, this week coming up, all of our, uh, you know, little uh, small groups are meeting. The men's group and women's Bible study will be meeting uh, Tuesday, 6.30 here at the church. The men's group meets in the Noah's Ark room. The women's Bible study will meet upstairs in the Jonah room. Uh, you can look on the app for more info for those. But those are great groups to be a part of. Uh, also, uh, the, on the 24th, Wednesday, coming up is our next jam night. I personally invite all of the musicians and vocalists that we have to, to come and play. Uh, and, you know, we play some worship songs together, and it's a great time. So, musicians, vocalists, I'd love to see you there. Join us for that night, May 24th, 6.30 p.m. here at the church. If you just like listening to music, too, it's a great night to, to join us as well. You're, you're welcome. Uh, chord charts are on the app. Be looking for those. Also, important announcement. Uh, our summer VBS is coming up in a, a few short weeks. I can't believe it. Uh, June 13th through the 15th uh, will be our summer VBS. We'll start those days at 9 a.m. You should register your children ages 3 through 11 to join us. They're going to have a great time. We, we study the Bible. We play games. There's some snacks, uh, arts and crafts. You can't beat it. Great time for kids. So uh, June 13th through the 15th, sign your kids up on the app. And if you can, sign up to volunteer as well. It, it takes, you know, a good group of volunteers to make that happen. And that is one of the most important jobs is showing the kids how much God loves them. And that, that's a great opportunity to get involved with that. So do that. <clears throat> Keep checking out that app. And uh, yeah, I say this all the time, but with all of that being said, ready? Let's get ready for church. Woo! Hey everybody online, welcome. Glad to have you with us. We're getting ready to hop in. We're starting a brand new series today uh, called Sword Sharpening, all about how to make the most out of your time with the Bible. But before that, we're hopping into our time of worship. We had a great early morning and we're looking forward to spending this time with you. So get your Bible, get a coffee, get comfortable, get ready, because here we go. Woo! Good morning, family. It is great to see all your faces and hear your voices. We are looking forward to spending time with you guys and worship and the word for a while this morning. I'm going to tell you it will be attempting to do, although I believe most of you know. We're going to start things off with communion. Pastor Fran is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We will dismiss them off to their Sunday school classrooms. And we will have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We're beginning our new series called Sword Sharpening today. And it's really good. I'm looking forward to you all beginning it with us before we do any of that. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you inhabit our praise here this morning, Papa? We thank you for how you've been moving in our lives through this week, how you've been showing us that you are near you've been changing us and Papa we praise you because we know you'll do it again next week 
We ask that as we begin this new series, God, that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. And minds willing to follow you. Papa, help us to love others with the love that you've shown us so graciously. So that we can help to love another kid, another lost kid, back into your family, God. You are so good to us and we love you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty God, the King of glory, you exalted your only son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. We ask that you send Holy Spirit to comfort us and exalt us to the place where our Savior has already gone, who lives and reigns with you and Holy Spirit one God forever and ever. Amen. Pastor Fran. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given for you. Take and eat it in remembrance of me. Same matter, he took the cup. It's the last night of the Passover celebration. Cups of plagues and sanctification and poured and celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, which cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night, Jesus gave us a lasting ordinance, remembrance that we call communion of the Lord's Supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake in this meal, I want you to remember me. So as friends gathered this morning, we too can partake in this meal. The bread and the cup, the bind by the Lord. We remember and give thanks. Remember all Jesus has said and done and promised to do. Remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. Want to remember how he died and rose again. Want to remember with on thanksgiving that he's coming back soon. So on this table, the elements of communion, the bread and the cup, the body of the Lord. Table's open this morning to all who believe. So as we worship and you feel led by the Spirit, go eat, drink, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Fran. We're going to enter now into our time of worship. And I just want to encourage us all to sing out. I'm sorry? Oh, no. Hold on one second. I got it. Go ahead and welcome everybody. All right. So Hi, everybody. Again, you all. Yeah, I already gave you the spiel. We're going to enter our go. time. We're good. Yeah. Got it? Yes. Okay. Okay. There was a button. I think it's always it. a button. My I said there was a button. Pressed. We're now going to enter into our time of worship. And I just want to encourage us all to sing out and lift our voices as we praise the Lord today. We'll see the words on the screen so you can sing along with. You're welcome to sit. Stand if you're able. He turns graves into gardens. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough when you came along and put me back together and every desire is now satisfied
want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. in your presence. And Father, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children today. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, boys and girls. I'm so excited to tell you about today's story. In this story from the book of Luke, we find men that are fishing with with nets. Not a fishing pole, but with a net. And we want to listen to see if they caught a few fish or if they caught a lot of fish, okay? All right, so Jesus was on the lake, right near the lake, at the shore of the lake. And a lot of people came to listen to Jesus teach about the Lord. And they were crowding in, right? Because they wanted to hear him. So Jesus was looking around for a solution. And he saw two boats. How many boats did he see, boys and girls? Two boats, right? They were on shore. And he saw that the fishermen were nearby and they were cleaning their nets. 
And he got into one of the boats and he spoke to one of the fishermen named Simon Peter. What was his name? Good job. Yeah. And he said, can you push your boat a little off the shore? And he did. And then Jesus sat down in the boat and he taught them from the boat. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Right. Amazing. Yes. Can you believe that? I love that. And then. So the guy just allowed to say, hey. Yes. He said. Yeah. Because he knew what he was going to do. Yes. It was good. Yeah. And then when he finished, he told Simon Peter, can you move your boat to deeper water? Can you put your net down, right, and to catch fish? And Simon Peter said, oh, master, I've been fishing all night and I've caught nothing. But I would do what you said. So he obeyed. And Peter and his friends, right, laid down the net and they caught a whole bunch of fish. How many fish? Good, a whole bunch of fish, right? So much so that the net tore, it ripped, right? It was like, oh no, and all the fish were coming out. But yeah, and everyone was so amazed. And Peter, he fell down to Jesus' knee and said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinner. But Jesus said in Luke 5.10 to him, he said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Peter realized, right, that he was a sinner and that Jesus is God. And he saw Jesus's kindness and he followed Jesus. Do you know that Jesus calls us to follow him too? Yes. And he shows grace and kindness to those who put their trust in him. Will you trust Jesus? Yeah, cool. Will you follow Jesus? Yes. Awesome. Good job. Good job. All right. So you guys ready to say the Bible verse with me? Repeat after me, okay? Luke 5, 10. Luke 5, 10. Good. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Good job. From now on. From now on. You will bring in people. You will bring in people. Excellent. Instead of fish. Wow, so amazing, guys. That was really good. Good job. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Hey, you know what? Can you guys help me sing happy birthday to somebody? It's Carolyn's birthday. I saw her over there earlier. Yeah. So we're going to sing her happy birthday, all right? I'll get us started, and here we go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, Pastor Jordini is going to pray for you. Hang on, and then you'll go. It's okay. We're going, we're going to pray first, okay? You guys ready? So let's bow our heads and close our eyes and think about the Lord, okay? All right. Father in heaven, we are so grateful, Lord, for our children, Lord God. We're so grateful, Lord God, that they're learning about you, Father. I pray that they will indeed follow you. All the days of their lives. In Jesus' name. What do we say, boys and girls? Amen. 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 
Amen. Have fun, children. Obey. Listen, learn. Do all those good things. Cute stuff. Very cute. Did you see Cole's shirt? It said, it's really cute. It said, Mom is my superhero. I love it. Yes. That's nice. That's amazing. Very cool. (laughs) Welcome to the vineyard. So glad you're with us. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Happy to have you here as well in some sense of that or to be with you, whatever that looks like. But uh, all very good. If you're a first-time guest or visitor, that code that just popped up on the screen is for you. Point your smart device at it. With the camera on, you'll get a link to our digital connect card. Name, phone number, email is what that asks for. We will send you texts and emails pretty consistently for five or six weeks, and then it kind of drops off. So, Also, we have... Gifts for first-time guests back at guest services. If you didn't get one on the way in, stop by on your way out, and we have a nice gift for you back there. When we gather corporately, uh, we pray for our neighbors. We do this to reinforce something we ask you to do every day. Pray for the people who live right around you. This is probably the most impactful ministry and most important ministry all of us will ever do and and is something that all of us should be doing. Pray for the people who are right around you. So so if you would, just think about a couple of them right now and uh, we'll go to the Lord. Papa, we lift up our neighbors to you. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways, that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. Papa, help us to be good neighbors to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Keep it up. Powerful stuff. We're starting a brand new series today called Sword Sharpening. And uh, we're going to... What is it going to be about? It's actually probably going to go quite a while too. Maybe 20 weeks. You know, I like a long series. Uh, How to get the most out of your time with the Bible. I just really want to break into it and... My hope would be that that you would find the Bible as exciting and as life-giving as God intended it to be, and that it would be contagious, and that it would be something that you would look forward to. So we're going we're gonna to break into it and uh, really find some cool things all about the Bible. So uh, that's where we're heading. Uh, what word actually becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Short. Just think about it, Yep, that was my reaction. It's really good. (laughs) Speaking of that, because it's we're talking about the word, and these are sort of word things. Did you did you know that the word incorrectly is actually spelled incorrectly in every dictionary? Every time. (laughs) Every time. Very good. Are you going to? It's funnier than it's. No, I'm not. Okay. It's uh, it's funnier than people are letting on. Yes. Oh, it is. Oh, we're just not laughing. Yeah, you're just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. uh, It's a little little, uh, laid back today. You have a lot of hope, babe. I do. You do. good. Okay, would you pray for us and lead us in the reading of the word? Let's switch gears, shall we? And pray, and then we'll read the word together. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here this morning. Thank you, Papa, that in your presence there is the fullness of life, protection, provision, peace, all the things we need to make it through each minute of the day. 
And yet, Lord, you have set in our hearts eternity. And you surround us with your love. Light our steps today, Papa, as we sharpen our swords. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, beginning at verse 14. And this is the message paraphrase of the Bible, starting at 14. There's nothing like the written word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You guys can be seated. All right, so we just finished a series uh, called The Questions Jesus Asked. That was a 20-week series as well, and uh, we did a lot of cool things with there. We read through the Gospels, and we looked and had you looking for questions. There were over 300 questions that Jesus asked, and we sort of hung out with about 20 of those questions that we did together as a group. And um, one of the questions that we didn't get to which sort of kicked off this series, I like it when those kind of bridge together, uh, was in Mark chapter 12. And uh, in this verse it says, Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you do not know the Scriptures or the power of God? Now, uh, we're going to look at that particular verse in context later on in this series. So, Mark it down if you want. I'll come back to it, but not today. Um, But there's a lot of things I want to talk about before we come back. Because Jesus uses that uh, verse, uh, says that, in response to some things that are going on. And it's people that are taking the Bible and trying to use it in a way that it wasn't intended. And Jesus says you're missing, because you don't really know the Bible, you're missing out on that. You're also missing out on the power of God. So so I thought that was a great kickoff into this, into... uh, Knowing the scriptures and the power of God. We don't want to be in error. We want to make sure that we are plugging in and uh, sort of getting what's happening. And so we'll come back to that. But that's the setup. But the issue is if, if we don't know the scriptures, we're missing out on the life of God, the power of God, all sorts of things. So I want to take some time to really uh, sort of develop how to read uh, uh, the Bible and how to study and different techniques and Again, my hope is that it will come to life for you in a way that you look forward to that sort of time in your life. So we're talking about the Word of God, the written Word of God, and what's happening. So we're talking about this. Remember, when we talk about Word of God, sometimes we can be talking about Jesus, because He's the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But we also have this. We have the written Word of God, and uh, what a gift it is, and, and uh, how amazing it is. Divinely inspired literature. And so we're going to dig into that together. Now, the writer of Hebrews makes a comparison of the Word of God to a sword, which is one of the verses where sort of why we called the series what we did. Hebrews 4.12, it says, The Word of God is alive and active, I like that, sharper than any double-edged sword. 
It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And so the writer of Hebrews begins this comparison. The Apostle Paul picks it up and actually connects the Word of God to the sword of the Spirit, or as the sword of the Spirit. And we did a study on the armor of God not all that long ago, and we talked about the sword of the Spirit. Paul says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So it's part of our... Uh, spiritual armor uh, that we have for the battle is the Word of God. And we have Jesus' admonition that we need to know this so we can really experience the life and the power of God in our lives. And as such, uh, the sword is uh, both an offensive and a defensive weapon. Uh, the Word of God helps us in defending against the enemy as well as assaulting him uh, as we engage in the spiritual battle that all of us are called to. We we sort of assault him when we live this life, uh, trying to do the next right thing. It's a phrase we use here. Uh, and experiencing now the full and abundant now and forever life that Jesus has for us. The enemy does not want you to have that kind of life. And so it's the way that we sort of mess with him is that we decide we're going to have that kind of life now. And we're not going to listen to him. Defensively, it helps us to realize the lies of the evil one and and, um, what he's doing and how he's really trying to keep us off of our game and from experiencing life. So it has offensive and defensive uh, uh, import in our lives. And um, one of the big things it does for us is it exposes and defeats the lies of fear. We've done this in lots of series. I said that the enemy has two main things that he comes against us with, greed and fear. And fear is, they're both big. Fear is a huge uh, thing in our culture. Uh, And you need to know that as a follower of Jesus, you're engaged in a spiritual battle whether you really want to be or not. So since it's there, you might as well engage all in with everything that the Lord gives us to engage in the battle in a way that keeps us safe. And so there's, there's that going on. And, and we have an adversary who wants us to live in fear. And our culture has picked that up and is extremely fearful because of the impact of the enemy on our culture. It's fearful everywhere you look. I, I actually feel like we are being actively terrorized just by the things that want to come at us all the time. Uh, I was chatting with the last group, and we, I said with Alice, so I don't watch news. I, I pay attention to headlines and stuff so I know how to pray in the world. I'm not like I've got my head in the sand. But I don't like watching the spin and the fear that comes from most news programs. Uh, and, and so most mornings, Alice and I will try and watch the news to watch the weather. Not the whole news, just the weather. And we know when it comes on. It's like 13 after the hour. <laughs> That's when you're going to get weather. And we'll plug in and watch weather. Although it's kind of funny because like this week, these guys get paid a lot to tell you basically all next week it's going to be like living in Florida. Uh, It's going to be muggy. It's going to rain some. It's going to be around 90. Enjoy. Um, And that's set up for the week, right? So we we look at that. But if we get on too early or too late, um, I'm amazed at how quickly... Everything is a mess. They just start hitting you with all the horrible stuff that's going on in the world. And boom, 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 boom. And it, the reaction can be that we become very fearful and we start to shut down and nothing is safe and we can't do anything. And, and so we need to be aware that that's part of the enemy's plan is to bombard us so that we are fearful so that we don't experience the life that we're called to. And so 
what you need to know is you engage in this battle, which we're all already engaged in, but as you really step into it, God is with us, and we don't need to be afraid. In fact, we need to be courageous. Uh, and uh, I, I love this passage. This is out of Joshua 1, 4 through 9. And uh, lots of really cool things happening there. But I like the the way that it exhorts us to stand in the battle and not to be afraid because God is with us. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, and all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And there's a promise that we have as well, so we can tie that one in. I like that. God with us. Emmanuel. Always, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's really cool. Be strong. Because of that, be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. And we know all about the, the now and the not yet and the promises that we have, a new creation, and we're heading in that direction, and we have that coming. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Uh, talking there about the first five books of the Old Testament and lots of things set up in there for about life and how to make the most out of life. Of course, they don't do a very good job of following it, but there's the admonition. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, and then you'll be prosperous and successful. If you go God's way, that's where we really experience life uh, to the full. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Powerful stuff. We need to be aware of it. That Jesus is with us, filled with Holy Spirit. And he's given us everything we need to stand and engage in the battle that we're called to. And he's given us this incredible weapon. The sword of the Spirit. The Word of God. So uh, what we need to do is we need to keep our sword sharp. That's the name of the series and what we'll be talking about. That's where it came from. We had wristbands made too. They're somewhere in the foyer of the food truck if you want. I like a, I like a wristband. Yay, wristbands, yeah. Uh, I like them because it sort of kept, keeps me reminding what I'm doing. <laughs> Probably important now. What am I preaching on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a fascinating story in First Samuel. And let me tell you that as we move into this uh, series... There are so many cool things that are happening in the Bible that I'm hoping to connect you with and that, that they would encourage you to press in and look for some of these things yourselves. But there's a story. Um, for the people of Israel are being oppressed by the Philistines. They're kind of in charge at this time in history. The Philistines are like the constant enemy of Israel. Uh, throughout, you know, generations. I had a guy too I really like who teaches and he said whenever he reads about the Philistines, um, he thinks of them as like the Klingons of the Old Testament. That's a Star Trek reference. If, if you don't get that, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, but they're just always, they're a constant pain and they're always at war and at this point in time they're in charge. And they figure out in, during this season that what they're going to do is they're going to remove any of the blacksmiths from Israel. Probably not nicely either. So there were no blacksmiths uh, in all of Israel. Not a blacksmith could be found in the whole land of Israel because the Philistines had said, otherwise the Hebrews will make swords or spears. So all Israel went down to the Philistines to have their plow points and mattoxes, axes, and sickle sharpened. Uh, and the price was two-thirds of a shekel for sharpening plow points and mattox and a third of a shekel for sharpening forks and axes and for repointing goats. 
because you need to keep your goats repointed, obviously. So, so on the day of the battle, not a soldier with Saul and Jonathan had a sword or spear in his hand. The enemy's pretty crafty. You need to be aware of that. He's a liar, and he's deceptive, and he's crafty. And this is a picture of what he'd done to the people of Israel, uh, you know, represented by the Philistines there, the enemy is. Uh, he's made it so that they, they don't have swords. They're not ready when the day of battle comes. Only Saul and Jam- Jonathan even had a sword because he had removed the blacksmiths. Well, our enemy's just that crafty, uh, and I think he's done things to sort of keep us from, from keeping our own sword sharpened. Like for the Israelites, it was a hassle. They had to go to the Philistines to get it done. They had to pay for it. Uh, it was out of their way, you know, and so over time they got lax and really nothing was ready, and, and they just sort of settled back. And yet we can't be like that. We are called to keep our, our sword sharpened. And this is something that you have to do by yourself, for yourself. You have to engage with Holy Spirit. You have to spend time developing that. I can't do it for you. I hope you have a lot of Bible teachers that you listen to. They can't do it for you. They can help. But you have to begin to do it for yourself because that's how you keep your sword sharp. And engage in this battle. We want to be those that stand at the ready with, with really sharpened swords. We're ready. We've read. We know. We've, we've had, you know, spun time with him. And the thing that it will cost you, just so you know up front, to keep your sword sharp, time. But it's life-giving time, not life-stealing time. And time is a big deal. I understand the value of time. It took me a long time to figure it out. Time is the only thing you have so much of. You can get more of just about everything else, especially in a country like ours, in a culture like ours. But time, you got so much. I don't know how much you got. I don't know much how I got. But there's a, there is so much. Now, we have eternity beyond it. But this temporary time, there's just so much. So um, it, it requires some of that to do what I'm talking about. But it's where you're going to find life. And don't listen to the lies of the enemy that's saying, oh, it's a waste of time, or you can't understand it, or it doesn't make any sense. We're going to push past that so that it opens up, so you actually get excited, I hope, about reading it. So we're going to continue to plug in. Uh, Douglas said this last week in the message, this verse, Romans 12:2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we have a culture that's trying to keep you sort of stuck and fearful and caught up in greed and all the other mess of the culture, and and that's going on, and it impacts us. It does. You are impacted by culture. You can't help it. But we need to press through that and understand that life is found as we dig into what's happening in here and as we begin to understand it. Then we know his will and we begin to live it out. That's where we find life. To do that, though, and that's what we'll get into here in the weeks ahead, um, we have to learn how to read the Bible, and we also have to learn how to not read the Bible, because sometimes we've got some bad habits, and we, we, we need to make sure that we're reading it in a way that um, the Lord can really speak to us in it. This is divinely inspired literature. I said there's something about it. So it's not a one-and-done book. You don't read it, and then you're done, and you don't ever read it again. It's a constant, and it goes beyond reading into kind of hanging with it. And the way God gave it to us, the more that you do that, the more he reveals about himself to you. It's fascinating. I am still amazed. I've been reading this a long time. Uh, and 
uh, I am amazed how constantly new things pop out that are so exciting. I had one just yesterday, and I'll share it at some point in this series. I need to let it develop. But I'm still amazed after all these years. New things that I'd never seen pop out. Wow! And I want that for you. I want you to go, wow! So we'll, we'll, there won't be, this is an introduction, not too many wows, but wows next week. A couple of wows anyway. So there's, there's things that we're going to do over the next few weeks that are important so you can sort of look for them. Um, you need to know that the Bible is pointing to Jesus. Uh, so don't, it's, some people say, because you can find Jesus in the Old Testament, but don't force him in there. He's in there plenty. But sometimes people find things and it's not really it. But it's all pointing to Jesus. Uh, another thing, and I forgot to mention this last service. So the Bible is, um, it's not like a book, like any other book. It's actually a library of books. 66 books that God has woven together over 2,500 years or so, 1,500 years, 1,500 years, by lots of different authors. But they, they connect in ways that are amazing. And so you need to read it with that understanding because it's different. There's law books and there's poetry books and there's personal letters and there's letters about things that are going to happen in the future. And you can't read them all the same. Or they won't make sense. Like some people get caught up in the Psalms because they're trying to take them very literally when in fact it's a song. It's a, you know, somebody was singing a song and making a point by singing. And you know how songs are different, right? I, I, but, but you need to be aware of that as you read. So I like to think of it when I open the Bible. It's like walking into a library and depending on what section you're in, you're going to get a different book. So that's important for us to know. We'll dig into that. I've said this a lot uh, over the last few years. The Bible is written for us but not to us. So hopefully you've heard me say that. What does that mean? It was written, like I said, it started 3,500 years ago, and the people that it was written to, the hearers at the time, had a worldview and a perspective of life that's different than ours. And then when the New Testament was written a couple of thousand years ago, they had a different worldview and perspective. And yet it was the perfect time. God knew that these were the people who needed to uh, record for us the Scripture because God's so cool, He knew that we would understand it even because we would be able to put ourselves in that understanding. Don't read the Bible with a 2023 Florida Keys worldview. Because you'll make it say things it's not saying. And it won't make sense. So you have to go, okay, what were the hearers actually hearing? And uh, context, ah, so important. We've, we've not done always a good job with context. Don't take a Bible verse and make it say something that it's not. It has to work and be true in past the paragraphs all around it, the chapters all around it. So practically, what I want to do is uh, this week, I want to introduce you into something that I call illuminated reading. I didn't come up with the term. I saw it somewhere. But I understand what it means. And it's a way of reading the Bible. And at the, in the, another two or three minutes, we're going to talk about the postscript group. Uh, I want to encourage you, we've just read through the Gospels, a lot of us. Uh, we're going to keep that sort of daily reading idea up and we're going to work through the book of Acts together, a chapter uh, at a day, five a week, five chapters a week. And then we'll keep pressing through the Bible. But I want you to do that with this illuminated reading idea. It's very practical. Now, so let me tell you how it works. i try and explain it. So if, personally, I didn't grow up with a Bible. We didn't go to church as kids. Um, uh, I remember one experience at church as a teenager because I spent the night at somebody's house and they dragged me to church. I had to go. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. You know, whatever. We just couldn't wait for it to be over. Um, so I didn't have Bible stories in me. I didn't have any of that stuff going on. Um, but when I was 19, I had a friend uh, who actually gave me a Bible. And I brought it today. This is the Bible that friend gave me. 
uh, it stuck with me. It's a pretty cool story. And, and in the circumstance, at the time I was working on a power plant, uh, I was 19, he, had, he was older, he was a Christian man uh, with a family, and he had sort of uh, had mercy on me, I guess. He used to bring me a sandwich to work every day, and he would invite me to his house once or twice a week with his family and two kids to have dinner, which is a big deal. And he went to Bible studies and stuff. He always invited me, and I was like, no. Uh, but uh, he was there, and on this particular uh, power plant I was in, there was an accident that I was involved in, and I was miraculously spared. Uh, and I knew that God had done that. Even though I didn't know God, I knew that God had done it. You know, in reflection now, I'm pretty sure it was a really big angel that helped. Um, but, and I told him about this because he's the only one that I figured would have any idea about what was happening. And uh, he said, come to my house tonight and let's talk. And we had dinner and then we went and we talked for like three hours. Till it was, I think we talked till almost midnight. And he did a great job of presenting the gospel to me. He was very, it made it understandable what was going on, why we needed that. And he got to the point where there was nothing left to be said, but do you, do you want to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? And I was right there. The reason I didn't do that at 19 was I could not for the life of me figure out how Christians had any fun. Because everything I did, I knew was immediately not going to be able to happen anymore. <laughs> I'm like, that's a radical shift, man. So I said no. And he actually teared up. And, and at that point he said, well, would you take my Bible? And I said, okay. I didn't think that much of it. But this was his Bible. This isn't one he had sitting around in his shelf. This Bible is marked like this. I just turned it to today's passage. It's, there's highlights all through it. There's notes all through it. He's recorded his family history in the front. When he got married, when his kids were born. This was a big deal for him, right? I didn't get that until many years later, but he gave me this Bible. And this Bible stuck with me over the next five or six years. I was a mess. Uh, you know, the only probably good thing that happened was I met Alice and, um, and we got married. But uh, somehow through all the moving that I did and uh, everything going on and not having anything, this Bible stayed with me. It was in my trunk for a long time. Uh, fascinating. It's just in a good shape that it has. But, but from time to time, I would look for that Bible in that season, uh, and I would try and read it, and it never made any sense to me. I'd get frustrated and confused. I'd put it down. I guess it's, it's just not for me, and that's where I was. But um, I realized that the trouble was never with the Bible. It was always with me. Listen to this verse, 1 Corinthians 2.14, Apostle Paul. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, and cannot understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. Until you sort of get to Jesus, you can't. It's, it's, it's very hard. You might get little pieces that will help you get to Jesus, but that was the issue. I didn't, I didn't know Jesus. So finally at 25, I uh, made a decision to follow Jesus. Alice and I actually did that on the same night in a, another miraculous sort of way. Uh, and then i got to tell you, after that, the Bible was different. It's, it didn't come as alive as it has over the last 10 years, but it, something was different. I, could, I was getting it. It sort of began to make sense. And what happens is, once I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, I get Holy Spirit, and He begins to help me understand it. John 16, 13. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own. He'll speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. And so one of the ministries of Holy Spirit is this idea of of leading us and giving us this knowledge and understanding of the Scripture. It's called illumination. All right? And illumination allows us to understand and to love what we're reading in 
the Bible. So before Jesus, our minds are kind of clouded by sin and have a lot of trouble figuring this stuff out. But after we come to Jesus, we have Holy Spirit, and he begins to open things up. He sort of tunes our hearts in and our minds so that we can begin to make sense of it. Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So this idea of illumination, it's a ministry of Holy Spirit. Here's, here's how I want you to process through this reading, or any reading if you're going to do it. I think it's important. You invite Holy Spirit to help you as you read. And so I, I pray a prayer like this. Holy Spirit, as I read through the word today, would you show me what you want me to see? And I ask, and he does. Now, I, I want to be careful when I say that. Most of the time, something will pop out at me when I'm reading, and I feel like I'm supposed to hang out with that for a while. So I'll think about it during the day. It doesn't always happen, so if you try it and you don't, well, nothing happened, don't go, well, it doesn't work. Just keep trying it. And you'll be surprised at how he begins to meet you there and takes you through the journey. And so that's important. One last thing, and this is just a plug for something I've been working on that will help with this series, and it kind of timed out so that we could do it. So um, when I feel like I'm supposed to do something uh, that that the Lord has encouraged me to do, I will sort of jump right in before it's really ready. Anybody ever do that? It's how I learn. I figure stuff out that way. And so at the beginning of this year, I talked about a little group that I was starting online called the Postscript Group, PS. And what I wanted to do was, it was uh, like you add to a letter or a postscript, you can add to what you said by PS, that I would do that from the weekend for the following week, all the days of the week. We could dig in, we could talk together, we could ask questions, we could have some reading time, do all those cool things. And so I launched it, the Postscript Group, and it was clunky, to say the least. It was like three levels deep on a different website that I had, but I wasn't sure how it was going to work. So I started there. And then immediately as I began to get feedback, I could begin to make the corrections necessary. Uh, and so I changed the platform in that. And let me say, it's almost June. So from about the middle of January after I got that going, I've been working on fixing this in a way that works. And uh, we just got an app through the App Store, both of them, Apple and Google, that's called KV Space Church, KV Church. And it's for this postscript group. It's another app. Uh, We have the regular church app, but there's another one. And if you go to the regular church app looking for it and scroll down, one, two, three, four, five, six, it says get the postscript app. So it's available if you want, because a lot of people like apps. And you can also go to keysvineyard.org, O-R-G, not C-O-M, because that's our other site, .org. And the postscript group is there. On it, there are some things that if you want to, you can do daily. There are things if you'd rather not do a daily thing, maybe a weekly thing. But I'm on it. It's a forum sort of thing. You can ask me questions. I'll answer them. I'll talk about stuff during the day. Uh, And there's some really cool things. You have to get the app or go to the computer. And if you want to be able to comment yourself, which I hope you will, you have to register for the group. So there's, you'll see, register for Postscript. And, and it takes me about a day or two to get back that information. Okay? I want to encourage everybody to get it because there's so much stuff going on in this series that in a couple of weeks I'll also be doing an online Wednesday night sort of thing that I can moderate to take it to the next level for people that want to. Some people don't. But if you want to, if you have questions, if you've said, well, it's never made sense to me, the Bible, or I'm not sure how to do it. So I said it's going to cost you time. 
if you really want to. And you don't have to, but I'm going to do that for you. And this is all finally tying together. So get the app, and uh, if you can, if you want to or don't, uh, and and then we're, we're going to go from there. So I'm excited about how that works. Okay, and really cool stories for next week. So you've got to come back next week uh, all about what's happening. So let me end it there. Ministry team, why don't you head over the wall? And, and uh, let me say this. And, and I said it in there. Something happens when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. It just does. And that's that Holy Spirit comes. And things begin to change. And the, in the story I used today, all of a sudden, things in the Bible began to make sense that didn't before. It opened up this avenue that I didn't have access to. And knowing Jesus is the best thing you will ever do. I don't know what else to say. It's the best life. You know, I told you in my story that I, I hesitated because I didn't know how Christians had fun. Let me tell you that there is no better life than this one. None. Nothing even gets close. Nothing. I gave nothing up that didn't need to be given up. And I gained life. So, um, you know, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, today's your day. And it's really, it's just, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? That's it. He's done all the hard work. That's what it takes. A little tiny step of faith. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? And if you've never prayed a prayer like that, do it right now. Best decision you'll ever make. Amen. I'm looking forward to this series. Two things I can attest to how hard he worked on the PostScript app because he would be in his office, his office is at our house all day, and come out at dinner time like, because it's all programming, right? And it's monotonous, but, but he got it. Also, the gentleman that gave him the Bible, they reconnected a few years ago. And why that's cool is because you might have planted a million seeds in people and he needed to see the fruit of that night that he spent with Steve, and it, that, that was amazing, yeah, yeah, so, if you need prayer for anything, please go to the wall, our team is ready to pray for you, for provision, for peace, for patience, for whatever you might need, so make your way over there as we close. Amen. Thanks you again, church, for your amazing generosity. Uh, you guys are so cool. We had a team from Bayside in Tampa this week, uh, ten, I like ten, eight or ten folks, and they did outreach with Pastor Fran every day. We gave away thousands of blessings over the last week. You guys make all that possible. Thank you for being like that. Let's sing doxology, and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Prayer is over there if you need it. These doors are open for you. Head out this way. Looks like a nice day today, so it's going to rain all week. So you better get out there today, catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Be kind to everybody in the parking lot. Love you guys. See you soon. And thanks for watching online. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, some cool stuff coming up. So hang in there. And I, I'm excited to share some of the cool things that are going on in the Bible. So weeks ahead, that's what we're going to do. Have a great week, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye.